so I got here, you know, late December, right, like, I think right before you guys beat Washburn, and, uh, you know, I remember coming in, it's like, oh, this is the best start in a long time, and that kind of propelled you guys to a historic year, getting to that regional, but obviously it wasn't the result you wanted, but lots of players, lots of leadership back, lots of new guys, just with all that said, how excited are you to get after it this second season? Yeah, you know, we talk to the guys all the time about being present and being self-aware, so I think that um, it would be diminishing if we didn't stop and uh, be grateful and proud of what we achieved last year in terms of you know how long it had been since we'd been to a NCAA tournament. But by by no means are we satisfied with that. So we're extremely grateful for last year, um, but we're also aware that we need to get a lot better. And the first round of the NCAA tournament is not our mission, and um, it's going to take a lot of work to get past that because. Uh, there's a lot of good teams in this league. There's a lot of good teams in this region. And the mountain that we're trying to, to climb is uh, it's a big one. The process of, like you said, climbing through there, the MIAA has put you guys at number five, number three. Getting more and more respect as you guys go, is that something that the standard keeps changing outside the program? And people are saying, okay, this team is making moves. Or, or do you even look at the stuff? Or do you even care? Or am I just rambling? Yeah, no, you know, I think my first year as an assistant here when Sundance was head coach, we were picked dead last. Uh, we didn't finish dead last. I think the next year we were finished eighth or ninth, or picked eighth or ninth, and we finished fourth, I believe. Uh, last year we were picked fifth, and we finished third. So um, I like the preseason rankings because we, as a coaching staff, that's when we sit down and we start looking at everyone's rosters again. And so for, for us, it's, it's fun because it feels like we're back in it. But in terms of where the coaches put us or where the media puts us, uh, we're focused on us and whether we were chosen one or if we were or first, I'm sorry, um, or 14th, it, it doesn't change our mission. It doesn't change our standard. It doesn't change um, where we're trying to go internally. And so, you know, I think that those things are important. I think that uh, they're fun, but for us, our edge is within. We, we don't need an edge from the coach's poll. We don't need an edge from the media poll. You know, we're, we're not going to be reminding people that we were picked fifth if we happen to finish higher than that. Uh, but we will remember it, and uh, it, it will be something that, um, you know, if we need a chip, we'll use it. Three new assistants this year. You talked about, you know, kind of, you know, when you were at Kentucky, three guys you're familiar with, kind of close with, and uh, just to bring those guys in, you know, one after the other and get them acquainted with the guys. What's that experience been like? Unbelievable. You know, Perry and John, uh, two guys that played at Kentucky when I was a student assistant. Um, first of all, unbelievable friendship with those two. And so uh, you don't always get an opportunity to bring in or – uh, have a relationship with someone that's so strong from a personal standpoint that also aligns with professionalism as well. And so I knew that they were great friends. I knew that I could trust them. I knew that the experience that they've had playing for Billy Gillespie and Tubby Smith and John Calipari, that that was going to be tremendous for our guys to be able to learn from them. But um, they've, they have exceeded expectations when it comes to uh, their ability to coach, their ability to teach, their ability to lead. Um, I, I never wanted to hire a staff for me. I, I've always envisioned hiring a staff to serve the players, and they have that mentality uh, on the court, in the community, in the classroom. 
uh, our assistant coaches have done a tremendous job of, of serving our, our players. And then Damon Jones, who's not a Kentucky guy, but he played at Mercyhurst, played five years overseas, um, has experience coaching with the Pistons and the Pistons G League team. Uh, he has been unbelievable with our guards. And I didn't have the personal relationship with him that I had with Perry or John. But I'll say this, and I, I can't always say this about everyone that I work with, I consider him a very close friend now, uh, even just after a few months of being able to work with him. And so I'm extremely blessed with a great staff. I know that sounds cliche, but um, they make my job easier. Uh, my wife notices. My, my wife is like, you know, you seem like more of yourself this year compared to last year, and that's credit to my staff. You know, when I go home at night, um, I, I don't have to worry about anything because I know those guys um, are putting the players first and they're doing what they're supposed to do and exceeding what they're supposed to do so that we can continue to push this needle forward. Uh, I might keep going if that's all right. Uh, Reese Glover is another. You talked about your seniors, but he, Reese is obviously maybe a guy that's a bit younger that's did a lot for this team last year. I heard you talking to him about Brandon a little bit, or talking about him to Brandon. Uh, what, how excited are you just to have him back in the fold and just knowing the things he can do? Yeah, you know, John Hood came in and Coach Hood's kind of like a shot doctor, and he said this is the best shooter I've ever seen. And I was like, well, you know, you've played at Kentucky, you've, you've been around some great, you know, Deron Lamb was pretty good, Brandon Knight was pretty good. Um, but to hear that from Coach Hood, someone who hasn't been here the last couple years, uh, it just shows how talented that kid is at shooting the basketball. But I'll say this, and I, I tell him a million times, I told him this when I was recruiting him, his worth and value is not shooting the basketball. It's who he is as an individual. It's the leader that he can, he's capable of being. He's still trying to figure that out a little bit, and he's made uh, tremendous strides. He's a super, super, super intelligent basketball player. He doesn't get nearly the credit that he deserves on the defensive end. So um, he was leading the country, I think, uh, all the way towards the end. Trevor Hudgens passed him. They, they went a little further than we did, and Trevor is a tremendous shooter as well. But um, he was leading the country in, in, in three-pointers May. Now his percentage needs to go up a little bit, but he was shooting 42% at a, at a high volume, so that's, that's pretty good. When you're going up against Trevor Hudgens, I think he was 50% at a similar volume. Um, we have a ton of respect for him, obviously, but uh, he, he has a chance to have a breakout season on the court, but his value and his worth is so much more than just his ability to shoot the basketball. You talked about what the senior class bring a uh, Q uh, coming into, I believe, his junior year now. Uh, Pat uh, kind of really came into his own, I feel like, especially that second half of the year. Uh, what are the expectations for him this year, and like how comfortable are you? How comfortable is he with maybe taking on a bigger role this year? Well, you know, last year he started a few games for us, but even the games that he didn't start, I, I don't want to misquote myself here, but I think that he was second or third in, in total minutes for our team. He had a huge role for us, not only as our backup point guard, but uh, also playing at, at the two spots. So he, he is a traditional combo guard, and you don't see a lot of those anymore. Everyone is more specialized nowadays. And so he can really play one through three. I think that um, his role will increase in terms of the leadership that we expect him to bring, and he's embraced that this year. He's the first guy to the gym every day. Um, he's dragging freshmen in to come watch film uh, voluntarily. And so I think that's where his impact is going to be. I know what he can do as a player. People who don't know are going to find out very quickly. Um, you know, TC went down last year with, with an ankle. Hey, let's interview this guy, the national champion. So I call Coach. I try to call Coach McComb about once a week to try to get some type of some 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 type of wisdom. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, 
he was TC went down with an ankle injury. TC was a great player for us. Um, and Q stepped in and played that whole game uh, in that role as our point guard and scored 32 points. Uh, we ended up winning that game, uh, going to the semifinals. It really punched our ticket to the NCAA tournament for the first time in however many years. So who he is as a player, I've, I've known that. And our team knows that, and they have a lot of confidence in that. What I'm excited about people seeing is his leadership on the, on the court, his ability to connect players on the court. Um, I think that uh, he sees the court extremely well. He makes really good reads. So uh, a lot of people haven't seen the full package of Q Mays, not only as a player, but as a leader as well. And so I'm excited for everybody to, to see what I've already seen in Q Mays. Uh, a couple more here, and then I'll let you get to your picture. But uh, the senior class you've already mentioned, uh, you kind of see it on paper what they brought. But uh, beyond like the stats and the on the court things, uh, what do they bring to this team off the court, and how key is their leadership going into this year? Yeah, you know, it, it starts and ends with our seniors. W were you the one who asked me a question about our transfers? I was. Yeah, and then I redirected the, the question. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Um, it, it starts and ends with our seniors, and. Uh, I gave them the keys early. Uh, I know a lot of coaches out there either don't hand the keys to their players or they, they wait a long time and maybe I'm a, a naive, young, dumb coach, but uh, I gave the keys to our leaders, our captains already, and those are our three seniors. You go down the list, I already talked about Q Mays. Uh, Caleb Bennett, I think, has a chance to be um, the best defender in the league. And I, I always try to steer away from speaking in hyperbole, especially with how good this league is. You, you look at some of the great defenders in the league, and that's not a knock at any of them. I just think that Caleb has that potential. He's not there yet, but I think he has that potential. And I don't think that people have seen the best offensive player in Caleb Bennett yet. I think that uh, he has a lot of untapped potential when it comes to his offensive game, and we've been seeing it a lot in the preseason. Uh, and I think that he has the ability to shoot 36, 37% from three, which he didn't do last year, which is gonna open up um, his mid-range a little bit. It's gonna open up his drives. It's gonna allow him to uh, make better reads w when he rips. And we might even put him in the post a little bit this year. And so uh, I think that people are gonna be excited to watch his overall offensive production. But the main thing with him is that we can put him on the best player every single night. And that's huge. And then Tony Chukwamike, I can't say enough about his leadership. I mean, un unbelievable. I get emotional when I talk about Tony. Um, he's got a rod in his leg. He's been through physical, mental, emotional, spiritual adversity. Um, and he answers the call every single time. That, that's a, a kid that you dream as a coach that you can have someone who thinks two or three steps before you do. That's Tony for me. Um, and, and not just as a basketball player. Um, he's somebody who has um, been a shoulder for me to lean on as a 32-year-old man and the head coach of this program. And so, uh, see, I'm getting choked up again. Tony is uh, the spiritual leader of this team, uh, however you look at that. Uh, he, I think, can be the best big defender in the league. Again, I don't like speaking in hyperbole. MIAA is really, really good. Isaiah Davis is really good. Um, there's a lot of, I, I'd go down the list, there's a lot of really good big, but I think that he has a chance to be one of the top ones. And I will say that he brings more energy and effort than anybody else day in and day out. And uh, he's a blessing to coach. And he's just a, a blessing to be around. He's a good human being. Last thing from me, uh, get to play the MIAA tournament in Kansas City. Didn't get to experience that last year. It's my first year covering MIAA full time, so I'm looking forward to it just to get that experience and to play in these bigger arenas and tournaments and things this year. Uh, how cool is that as you look at it? Yeah, well, it's cool for you. It's frightening for me. I mean, it's, <laughs> you look at our non-conference schedule, small college basketball, um, also the tournament that we'll be playing in down here. 
Um, we might have, y'all have to do the research. Uh, it, might, it might be the toughest schedule in the country. It's definitely going to be up there. And then you get into the MIAA where every single game is so hard. I can't say that enough. Every single team in this league, 1 through 14, uh, they're talented, they're smart. The coaches in this league are unbelievable. Um, I try to lean on those guys as much as I can because uh, they're all a lot wiser and smarter than I am. And so every single night is just so hard. And you have to be prepared every night from a scouting standpoint. Your energy has to be high every single every single night. You got to be locked in. You got to be connected. And if you're not, you're going to lose. And you're going to lose in front of 3,000, 5,000 fans. And you know people keep talking about us making it to the NCAA tournament. We were we were one loss, two losses away from um, potentially getting knocked out of the conference tournament because it was bottlenecked right there. I mean, we're one or two losses away from. Uh, not going to an NCAA tournament. That just shows you how good this league is. And if you don't have that humility and that awareness to know that one through 14 can beat you and embarrass you any given night, uh, you'll slip. You'll slip quick. And so um, we're aware of that. Uh, but there is an excitement in that. You know, there's a, there's a blessing in being able to coach and for our guys to be able to play in a league that is that challenging. And so. Um, I think that they're ready to answer the call. We've established a standard and they've brought it every single day. I've given the keys to our seniors and it'll be exciting to, to watch, see, see where they take this car a little bit. Thanks for the time, Coach. Yeah, thank you.